You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. In this episode, we'll be breaking down the Next game for the Auburn Tigers, this time we're actually discussing a loss. They're few and far between for the men's basketball team this year, but yet again, here we are uh, talking about a struggling and frustrating loss on the road for number 11 Auburn uh, at the Missouri Tigers. They fall 73-85. to The Tigers' record now stands at 22-3 and on the year, 9-3 and in the SEC conference play. We're going to break down all the action, try to make some sense of what happened. To do that, I brought in my friend and co-host, Mr. Drew Hooper. Uh, Drew, um, there's a lot of frustrating things about this one, but I think it's a lot of the same that we've discussed in some of the other losses that we've had. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still tell the line. I think basketball is the worst sport in the world. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Auburn, for lack of any other better way to describe it, they didn't show up yesterday. And... I, I don't think – I think we have uh, – your typical Auburn Twitter response right now is we need to burn it all down, and that's <laughs> not the answer. But I, I think people have a very much a right to be frustrated with how this team performed, showed up, their attitude, all of it yesterday. Yeah. Because I, I believe this loss was more frustrating than the 20-point losses that we suffered to Florida and Alabama this year. Well, and you got to think about those two. You know, those are I, nothing against Missouri, but I think based on what we've seen from Alabama the last two games, that's probably a, a better looking loss at this point uh, than a Missouri win. Now, uh, to Missouri's credit, they know how to win at home. We talked about that in the preview for this game, that they have beaten some pretty good teams when it comes to playing uh, in Columbia, Missouri. Outside of that, not so much. So, they know just they have apparently a good home court advantage or just play well in front of their own fans. I don't know. It just seems they have success. So we should have not been too uh, surprised by this, especially when we've shown the propensity to struggle on the road like we have this year. But, uh, you know, I do think, like you said, Drew, that fans have a right to be frustrated uh, with this one. There's a couple things that I want to discuss tonight that I think ha- have me more disappointed in some things that were going on within the game as opposed to how they played. But before we get into that, I do want to, you know, give them a little bit of leeway. I think this was kind of a perfect storm of what was happening. You got to think about the high we've been riding on after uh, the overtime wins and very big and important games, the injuries, the sicknesses, going back on the road in the middle of all that. I mean, do you give them any grace on on that level because of everything that's been kind of culminating toward this point absolutely not you have a senior laden team you don't get grace whenever you have 
five seniors on your team that play significant minutes. It's just, there's no room for it. Like you, I'll go ahead and kick this off on what I believe the issue is um, for this team in general, what I think is going to hamstring them the rest of the way. And it's something I've been noticing all season, but trying to kind of find someone who fit the role. There, there are absolutely no leaders on this team. We have a, we have very good basketball players on this team that do things very well, but we have no leader, a Bryce Brown, a Jared Harper, even a silent leader in Chuma of, Hey, follow me. Like, this is what we're going to do. And someone's got to step up into that role. It's not going to be Samir. It's not going to be Javon. I don't think Austin Wiley has a personality for it. And Anthony doesn't look like he's very much interested in anything at all right now. And so I, you're, we are going to continue to struggle in this way when we don't have a leader because there were so many moments last night where it was just hanging of heads. It was body language was bad. It was There was no one saying, hey, you know what? We're struggling. You go over here. You're defending this guy. I'm going to be on this guy. We're going to do this. We're going to move this ball around this way. It, I was watching after shots wouldn't go down and Samir would sulk his body and just kind of like, man, I'll get it next time at the top of the key rather than going, okay, I need to get back hard on defense. There was jogging back on defense a lot of times last night. There there was no one setting the tone, and there's been no one setting the tone for this team all year. We've been riding a wave of really good performances, but there there's no one that's just going to hit somebody in the chest and go, hey, you need to be doing this. And I think that's the biggest issue for this Auburn team right now. I love them. And I enjoy watching them. I, I think they're having a great year. But I think ultimately that's going to be what dumps us out of the NCAA tournament and probably the SEC tournament is just lack of leadership. It's yeah. just not present. Well, uh, to that point, you know, or without Okoro in this game, do you think he has that ability? Uh, he is young, uh, but he is the best overall skilled player on the team. Do you think he has somewhat of that presence to be the leader? I, I think he he has the inspiration qualities of a leader as far as, man, I'm going to go out here and just really put my, my nose to the grindstone and do my job. Like he, he's a lunch pail guy. He's going to show up, bring his lunch pail, do his job, get out of there. Mm-hmm. But as far as being a vocal leader, that just doesn't seem like him. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it just, that's just not the quality on this team right now. Like right. Uh, Jared Harper and Bryce Brown weren't like, overly the top vocal leaders but you could tell their leadership because i think even on the defensive end like they were always like pushing people where to go they were saying i'm taking this guy they were they were always chattering and i know i know this seems not chattering on defense as many times as i watched dan jail get put on the floor last night by a screen like he was just <laughs> getting his clock cleaned every time he's coming around on a, a top of the wing screen and like there's just nobody chattering there's no one like really trying to to take charge of this team and you would hope it would be a austin or an anthony that would really want to step up and be the vocal leader of this team but it's just not happening so far yeah it's definitely lacking i I think you could tell that in in several different ways there and uh yeah i mean someone's got to seize the moment you you think with a team full of seniors uh, playing their last time at Auburn, someone would want to be that, and and I hope and and I trust that's what's kind of the conversations that are happening either uh, individually, privately, or as a team uh, to some of these seniors and saying, guys, nights like this can't happen. 
this happens in the NCAA tournament and, and even half as bad as it looked. Uh, we're out of that tournament. We're not making another run towards something special here, or the SEC tournament for that matter. Uh, so it's, it's very frustrating, I think, when we see a what should be very uh, leader-heavy team, there not be any leadership. And they're just as frustrated themselves as we are in them. And, and I think the frustration comes because we know how talented this team is and to see them struggle so hard when they run up against adversity, um, that seems to be a little bit too much. Uh, that's that's the thing that we are struggling with as fans right now. So for those of you that weren't able to watch the game, let me just give you a little bit of a breakdown of how it went. A lot of back and forth in the first half. Uh, Auburn and Missouri kind of trade in buckets. And eventually, for some reason, as most teams have done this season, Missouri was able to go on a shooting spree, especially from three-point land. Uh, and they had a 13-point lead going into the half. Not looking good at all for Auburn. In the second half, Auburn tried to make a couple runs back, got within a I think about five or six points, but eventually just some of these struggles, lack of leadership, everything. Uh, they, they literally just lost their cool technical fouls from the coach, the players, they lost their composure and eventually just could never break through that wall and remained at a double digit lead for Missouri by the end of the game here. So we come into this game, Drew, with Okoro not traveling. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. If you can't play, you shouldn't travel. Uh, just to get stay there and uh, get healed up. Now, I saw for my own eyes a video of him on a crutch walking through campus. Now, to me, Drew, when I see someone on a crutch, that seems a little bit more serious than just a hamstring pull. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think nowadays, if anything with the leg in any shape, form, or fashion, I think they just put them on a crutch just to be cautious. Because, I mean, what's the doctor telling you to do? Rest? ice heat all that fun stuff if it's just a pull and they're going to tell you to get off of it yeah he's still got to go to class yeah. uh i mean knowing how auburn gets handled by the ncaa if anyone were to show up in a golf cart to take isaac agora to class we'd shut the whole <laughs> school down so i mean dude's gotta get to class he's gotta gotta get his day but like he's still gotta go through a school day as a student athlete and so yeah. Uh, him being on a crutch doesn't worry me. I, I figured he'd be on a crutch, and I figure he'll probably be out for another two games just to oh, really yeah. give him some rest. So I, I'm i not worried, especially based off of Bruce's comments that he made on Thursday. He goes, it, it's a pull. It, it may be more serious. These things take various times to heal. He wasn't going to name a time frame, but it, nothing in the press conference said, man, I'm worried we're going to be able without Isaac for a while. I think it was, we know we're going to be without him for a few games. We're going to get by. We're going to figure out what's going on with that. And it is what it is. Well, they're not getting by very well at this point. So hopefully he does not uh, take as long to recover, but I do want him to make sure he gets a, a full recovery, uh, not just for us, but for a player that's got a very bright future. I don't want him to, harm himself any further that could uh, ruin his chances at a, a very high draft, a very um, early career uh, in the NBA, which could um, just turn some heads and things like that. So I, I do hope we do the right thing here for him and make sure he is fully ready to go before he comes back in tonight. And uh, so with this game tonight, Auburn loses control uh, of a first place tie with Kentucky. LSU had already lost at Alabama. Um earlier in the night and uh, there look would be a chance for us to have a little bit of separation with Kentucky, but instead we fall back with LSU. Um, Drew, do you think uh, Auburn has the ability to 
regain control first, or do you think this is Kentucky to lose at this point? Well, I mean, like Auburn controls their own destiny. That, that's still a real thing. I mean, Kentucky does go face LSU. They have a Florida matchup coming up. They have a matchup with us coming up, and they finish up with Florida again. So there's very much a chance for Kentucky to drop a game in there, especially after watching them play against Ole Miss yesterday. There, There's not a a team that's high flying above everyone else in the sec right now. And so Auburn, if they can get the same back on track in the next two, three games before they go to Kentucky, I, I think they can really give it a shot and win and get first in the sec. But I mean, it's difficult. Like how is this team going to respond? Like, what are they going to do? Are we going to continue to come out slow starting or uh, I, you really don't know how this team's going to respond. I, I think, We'll we'll get some wins in this next little stretch, but uh, I'm also can't say that for a certainty right now either. Right? Yeah, it's it's not something that you really want to put money on at this point. The way we, after what we just saw, because uh, that's that that was awful here. And I, as you were talking, I kind of started looking through some of the stats, which is making me more frustrated. And I'm trying to be positive and look towards what could uh, getting be getting better as we go on, but it's not helping at this point here. Uh, but let's before we talk about stats, let's talk about the lineup changes with Okoro not traveling with Daniel Puro for again not 100% after still battling the flu. It means lineup changes and Macklemore still gets the start. Uh, so that means he and Wiley are starting together, both are true big men. Alan Flanagan gets the nod to be in the starting lineup over a guy like Devin Cambridge. Uh, I got to think, Drew, that mainly that was from a strategy to save Devin Cambridge since he would be like the third bigger guy uh, to make sure that he doesn't have all three of them in at the same point. Do you kind of feel that's what the decision was to play Allen? Yeah, and I think Allen kind of fits what Okoro is in a sense. He He's a slasher, even though apparently he doesn't know he's a slasher. And he <laughs> he does a good job getting to the basket whenever he has that mentality. And... Uh, on the defensive end, he's a pretty tough-nosed defense defender. We saw it in spurts yesterday. I, I don't. I think there was some help defense mix-ups with him getting slotted in, where Okoro typically just takes whoever and stays with him the whole time. Flanagan was looking for more help off, and so that kind of bumbled us a little bit. But yeah, I, I wasn't surprised with Flanagan because. I think he fits that Okoro mold and really he's not like for like, but he's pretty close in what his potential is to be Isaac Okoro down the road. And so I, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Like I, I like Flanagan. I would like to see a little bit more out of him, but I, I like the pick members. Yeah. I'm definitely wanting to see more out of Al Flanagan, Jamal Johnson. You know, I, I won't sit there and say Jamal was put into um, very good situations when he came in, but he was, uh, a little underwhelming to me again, no points for him, uh, but in very limited time as well. So he's not getting the biggest amount of time to kind of get his teeth cut and get used to playing with this team. Uh, so, you know, not a lot of support from the bench uh, tonight. And uh, that's can see part of what one of the struggles had. One of the other struggles the team had was uh, the lack of ability to put down a three point shot. Six percent drew six percent one for 17 from behind that arc have you ever heard of a team making that low of a three three point percentage uh i mean this team it wasn't that we were missing shots we were taking bad shots 
Yeah. Like most of our threes were contested or from way behind the three point arc. And I just, I don't know why we can't get it through our head that that's not our game. Like we, we get into the lane really well. We get to the foul line really well. You think we would just consistently keep going with that. And as the holes open up, take the shots as we need, as we need to. But we start off the game believing, you know what? We, we need to shoot the three at a high rate. And Bruce has even said, like, that's not our team this year. So I don't know if they just don't care and they want to be that or what's going on. But I, at, at some point in a long 30-game basketball season, you have to realize who you are. And right, right. now, we just don't care who we are. <laughs> not in this game we don't. I mean, that's uh, one of the ugliest three-point – I mean, I would say the Clemson game in the NCAA tournament about two um, – Two, two years ago, I believe, was worse than this. But, like, one out of 17, that is just – at some point you have to realize you're just not uh, making it tonight at the very least. I mean, it was just awful to watch. And and the more frustrating thing for me, especially as a guy who harps on free throws, you had 46 attempts from the free throw line. You only made 65 if you make you miss 16 of them, if you make half of those, this is a much different ball game, especially you can't even account for for how making those at the time you making them affect the game flow and where you're at. I, the, another frustrating thing for me, Drew, is, you know, if you count even even the free throws in there, Auburn's still not out of reach from getting back in this game throughout the entire game. It felt like it. But if you really look at the point spread and situationally, they could have been back in this thing yet again, fighting for a chance to play for a fifth overtime in six games. So I think that's what's frustrating for me. It's just some small detail things, not focusing on the three-pointer and making more of your free throws makes this a much different ball game, especially when there's a huge momentum swing not in your favor when it's at home. What's something else that that stuck out to you tonight that Auburn didn't do well? I I think there was a point in the first half where I knew – this game was going to go sideways and it was Auburn was up 10 to five and the team seemed to be coming out, handling their business. And I was thinking, Oh, this was going to be an Auburn game where they just come out and do their thing. Like they they may not blow Missouri out, but they're going to kind of keep the lead the whole time. Just really keep a safe distance and get out of there with like an eight, nine point win. And I've been perfectly fine with that that's a good win on the road but then my old friend javon mccormick decides to turn the ball over playing one-on-one ball four straight times and lets missouri back in the game and at that point in time there was no there was no switch by this team like nothing about them that that didn't wake them up that oh we just blew our lead missouri now has the lead and they're starting to pull away uh, instead, we just kind of kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it was leading to blocks at the rim. It was leading to bad three-point shots. And I, I just I, I just can't figure out what we're doing sometimes. Like, we keep dumping it down to this monster in the post, as of late, Austin Wiley. And we're not trying to run through him. Like, he is killing teams down the stretch. Yep, And, and I think... You feed the man until he says he is full, and right <laughs> and right now we're we're just we're just not, and it, we we're getting no bench production either. 
Uh, I, I can't figure out why we're not getting bigger production. And the other reason I knew this game was going to go sideways is because David Devin Cambridge acted like a fool last night. Mm. Like, get a hook and hold and then proceed to stare at the guy, step on him, and walk off. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it that it just wasn't Auburn basketball. It wasn't a good representation of Auburn University last night at all. Like, it, it was embarrassing all around. And I, I know Bruce uh, – I know some people are, throw this tape away, don't – and never watch it watch this tape all that i i think you watch this tape because the the team should be embarrassed with how they carried themselves in a lot of ways during this game it's not indicative of auburn basketball i that's the thing ultimately that's more frustrating to me than anything drew um is the way that uh one individual particularly but the whole team represented auburn last night uh you know Samir has been known to be chatty, and especially when uh, he's got somebody's getting under his skin to do that. There were some cases of him uh, talking to the student section and, and the other fans, and so that that doesn't play well in the first place. But uh, you know, I got to call out my boy Devin Cambridge on this one, uh, and and I hope he knows, and I'm sure, and I trust the, his his teammates and and coaches have spoken to him about it. But uh, uh, son, if you're going to be here uh, the next couple of years you better get your act together because there is nothing more despicable to me than a player maliciously going out out of their way to step on some, to, to, to do harm on someone. If you want to foul someone hard in the course of play and kind of make them earn it. Oh, this it's, it's within the rules of the game. You have to take the foul if you commit it, but for you to get called on a frustration call, of a hook and hold, and then step up, look down at the guy, and actively step on the individual's leg. I'm sorry, that was despicable, and you should be benched for that. And I'm glad yeah. you got kicked out. Yeah, I, and who knows what the SEC office is going to do? Uh, I, I don't think there'll be a suspension, but if there is, I'm not going to be outraged by it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the old adage goes that we learn in school: you do the crime, you you do the time like that's just how it goes like you are going to have to sit out if the sec office drops something down and i don't think anyone watching the tape could disagree with it and if you can i think you probably should take a look at yourself if you disagree with the intentionality behind that Uh, i mean it'd be different if he was walking off but clearly in the video you see him look down at the guy as he steps on him and there's just no two ways about that um uh, yeah i not not thrilled with how this auburn team came out and i I think the i don't know if you've seen the video at all but it's espn was showing they were in the huddle towards like i think like the six minute mark in the second half and bruce is just lighting the team up and every face is blank as if what does it even matter and like these are the things that worry me, and I may look too far into this, and people may go, "Well, it's just a loss or whatever." But like that stuff worries me. Like being someone who is in these moments and having to respond and having to play for coaches and all that. Like if a coach is getting after you, especially the way Bruce Pearl doesn't often get after a team in a very angry, angry fashion like he did. Like he's passionate, but that there was some anger last night, and just to not respond to to not be kind of in the moment like that, that stuff worries me. And I'm just, 
I'm not saying this Auburn basketball team is bad, but they do have some soul searching to do still. And like that's the fourth or fifth time we've said that this season. Yeah, and, that, and it's very evident. I mean, you know, there's no way two A's about it in this game. A lot of things that need to change going forward. Uh, wh- whatever the adversity is, you may be going through injuries, sickness, uh, lineup changes. Uh, you cannot respond the way Auburn did, especially on the road, or you will take more losses, even on neutral ground. Uh, I don't want to end on such a bad note here for this game. So let's just oh, bring then, this up then, again. Then, then let me get this stat out of the I way. I was about to say, we... that's why. I, go ahead and do that. <laughs> okay. So, Kyle Loomis, how long is an NCAA basketball game in regulation? An NCAA basketball game is 40 minutes. Okay. So, in the month of February, how many minutes on average per game do you think Auburn basketball is led? Five, probably. Oh, see, I'm already going to make this better on you. They've led for an average of 12 minutes. Uh, how long do you think the other team has led on average? Oh, so, well, I mean, on average, wouldn't it equal out to about, what, 30, 38 minutes? Or no, 28 minutes? Come on, Kyle, do math. Is it 38, 28? 20, 28 minutes. Okay. The <laughs> the status slightly skewed for the month of February because Auburn led for the entirety other than a brief time tied with Alabama and their game at Auburn Arena. If you take that game away, uh, Auburn has led teams an average of five minutes, while they've been led an average of 35 minutes since the loss, since the first loss at Alabama. Uh, That's a worrying stat. You are a top 25 team with three losses now, and you've led on average about five to six minutes besides one game where you happen to hop out to a lead. Mm, mm, Drew, why do you continue to bring these stats up to me that just make me want to just not even watch basketball ever again? I mean, because, I, because I'm the stat person. I, <sighs> I like to I like to know what's going on. Well, that is something that's going on. And that's something that's very, very troubling for a team that is supposedly very good. And one of the best teams in college basketball, uh, it, you know, you can f- try to flip that and say, Hey, look at the a- adversity we've overcome. Uh, but you need to look at the even bigger symptom of why are we still in those situations at? And so I think that's another reason that Auburn can do some soul searching here and talk about leadership, talk about the shots that we're taking, the situations we're putting ourselves in free throws. Uh, that stat's got to start changing if Auburn's going to have success down the line. So thank you for that, Drew. Thank you for ruining my uh, my day again. <laughs> I'm here for you. You are always there for me. All right, on a on a real quick before we move on to the next game, just to move on to at least a positive, I do want to bring up again Austin Wiley, uh, twenty two points, twelve rebounds, a double double. My understanding is this was his first twenty point game since his freshman year, which is shocking to think about. But you got to remember the the uh, off the court struggles and problems he had, which kind of led to that situation, uh, him not having one since then. Uh, but yes, he is having a monster time right now. Um, he lacked a little bit on his free throws tonight, but uh, I will say this: the guy, if there is a leader on this team right now, he's not a vocal one. It is Austin Wiley, and he is showing everybody the talent uh, of why Auburn wanted him so badly to come back uh, to his his family's legacy here at Auburn Arena. So that was really good. And the last thing I want to bring up is apparently a little lighthearted moment. We did have the good old TJ Dunnan's moment again, where Anthony McLemore joined the Missouri huddle and uh, tried to uh, get, get, get on the play and they didn't seem to notice. So uh, did you notice that drew that, that really made me chuckle again. Yeah. I noticed it apparently didn't help much at all. Nope. <laughs> Missouri probably blew right by us. 
Yes, uh, not that not that well at uh, at that point. I think they were probably grasping at straws for anything, and it didn't help. All right, well, let's put this one to bed. Uh, obviously, we're not going to move on from the you know the things that frustrate us about this, but we need to just kind of look towards the future now. And the next game will be at Georgia. They are currently twelve and thirteen on the year, two and ten in SEC play. The game is at six p.m. Central Time uh, this Wednesday, the nineteenth. And you can watch it on ESPN2. They're coming off a loss at Texas A&M, 74-69. So this is our second game with Georgia Drew. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the rematch? Do, could we see Auburn again uh, storm out and, and put these guys to the wood? Or do you think we're going to continue to see the struggles carry over on the road? I mean, we could. Uh, I really don't know what to expect. For this opportunity, I don't I, like. I honestly don't know how they're going to respond. I, I think you will know good and well in the first two to three minutes uh, how that night's going to go. Yeah, uh, is is are they going to come out and really try and punch them hard, or are they just going to kind of lay down and go with it? And I think you see a recipe to get your points early and often, and that's dumping it down to number fifty. Uh, I think he's poised and ready to really, I I think he's hitting his stride at the perfect time. And I I think that's the person you got to work through. And then you hope the rest of the team shows up behind him. I mean, we figured out how to get the ball to Austin Wiley. And whenever you get the ball to Austin Wiley, he's slamming it home as if he's in the dunk contest and you just need to keep going with him. Yeah. I definitely think we need to put the focus on what is working right now offensively. That is Austin Wiley and then branch out from there. You know, uh, one of the games where Auburn did do very well, I forget which one it is, is when they were really working that in and out game, bringing it in and then immediately kicking it back out once they started kick um, keying off of that. And then they were able to get some good looks at three points and knock down a few of those shots to kind of change the momentum in the game. Uh, again, Georgia does not look like a good team at all. They are second to last in the SEC. Uh, so this is a case where Auburn should get the win, even though it's on the road and the way they've struggled on the road this year. Uh, but you cannot take it for granted uh, because they have shown the ability to beat good teams uh, on the road themselves, even though this one's at home. Uh, they, As a reminder, they beat Memphis back uh, at the end of non-conference play. But uh, since then, they have not done well. And I think a lot of this comes around the story of Anthony Edwards. I think this is a case of a team where they've got the star player, but that's all they have uh, without, you know, Edwards is basically um, at the expense of the team's success. I feel like, I mean, yes, he's a great talent. He's leading them in points, 19, uh, 19.5 points per game, but I don't know, Drew, I, I, I'll take Isaac Okoro any day over Anthony Edwards at this point. Oh yeah. I mean, it, cause the dude's shooting at 40% as well. So like he is dumping a lot of points, but it's not coming at, at even like a 50% clip. And so you got to wonder, like, are those shots at the detriment of his team? Uh, I, I really think that, that Auburn should come out and win this game because Georgia's two and eight in their last 10 games and just really haven't been competitive besides one or two games. Yeah. And you, you got to win it. You just know two ways about it because you, you want to keep your position in the SEC because the, the further you drop down this ladder, the the harder the games are going to be in your in your first-round matchup or your second-round matchup, whatever you end up mm-hmm. getting. Yep. And so uh, Auburn's really got to take care of business, and it, it's time to start realizing what point of the season we're in. 
yeah, it's definitely not a leeway at this point now. Uh, that cushion is somewhat slipped from underneath them, and they're sitting on a hard surface now, and uh, they can determine whether they want to stay. I'm going to use a lot of metaphor here. Determine whether they want to stay on that seat or not. Uh, if they want to fall off and uh, really put themselves in bad position postseason play, uh, this is the way you do it is by playing against the, w- the way you did against Missouri. Uh, so hopefully that won't happen on the road in uh, Athens, but we'll find out after this next Wednesday. want to give you a quick update on the women's program before we get out of here. Uh, their last game, as suspected, they did take a loss to the number one uh, team, South Carolina Gamecocks, on the road, 79-53. to 53. Uh, Despite the score, they did play very competitively with them for a while. Um, so uh, it, it's again not it's expected for them to lose but uh, to the team like this but uh, it was very encouraging to watch how they competed and their next game will be at home versus LSU this Sunday uh, right before recording this uh, at 4 p.m. Central Time on SEC Network and we'll update you next time how they did then Drew before we get out of here let's give our contact information you can find me on Twitter at TigerI24 where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore hoop H-O-O-P-0-2 And that's all we have for you on this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?